Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in Welcome to Double Love, the podcast in which we explore the strange and terrifying world of Sweet Valley High, book by book. I'm Anna Carey. I'm Karen Moynihan. And we are back to discuss episode six. Episode six, six Already, episodes in. are flying through. <laughs> really are. Well, bear in mind there's like 200 of you include all Is that all? <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, we'll still be here in 50 years. <laughs> yeah. Those Wakefields, they will keep us going for a long time. Um, and number six is called Dangerous Love. Mm. And how can we describe the cover? Um... <laughs> How oh, indeed. It's quite something. It is. So we've got, yeah, we've got Liz and Todd. They're on his Yamaha, as we yes. discussed in the last episode, which is a... definitely a bike, not a keytar. Yes, definitely <laughs> not a keytar. And uh, Todd is not looking at the road. He's not actually. That's some dangerous it's, driving. It's incredibly dangerous. Todd, who looks a bit like Bruce there. Oh, yeah, he's got a bit of that carefree Patman. The side parting. Mm. Mm. But anyway, he is not wearing a helmet and nor is he looking no. at the road. He is looking behind him. <laughs> and they're definitely on the road because Liz's hair is all windy. Flying in the breeze. And yeah. she has one arm. She's going to fall off that bike. I don't know what she's her doing. Right. She's like clinging on to Todd. She's got one arm around his neck yeah. and the other sort of just like draped on one arm. Yeah. And she's Looks like she's sort of going, hey! <laughs> it's a real derpy kind of expression, isn't yeah, it? It's, it's like, hi guys! <laughs> oh my God, who really is <laughs> I think she's meant to be kind of like, oh, she's so carefree. She's so excited. <laughs> but she kind of looks like, hello! <laughs> um, yeah, she, she just looks like uh, just a happy-go-lucky... <laughs> Egypt. <laughs> so she's... Uh, which is, um, she's, it's actually a very inaccurate depiction of yeah, anything that happened. Very much so, actually. Because, yeah, as we learned in the last book, bikes are forbidden. Yes, the Wakefield. The and they are really scared of them. Yeah. Um, so the cover line, do you want to give us the first cover line? Yeah. So at first we've got on the cover, are Elizabeth and Todd heading for disaster? Yes. I mean, it's called dangerous love for a reason, yeah. guys. And uh, the back cover line is, the end of the road for Todd and Elizabeth? Question mark. <laughs> Not a question so far. Yeah, and no answers. And uh, and then a very dramatic blurb. Yeah. So one of the strictest rules in the Wakefield House is no motorcycles, <gasps> which we have never heard until the last book. Mm, no. Ever since their cousin was killed in a crash, Elizabeth and Jessica have been forbidden to go near them. Mm. So when Elizabeth's boyfriend Todd drives up on a shiny new Yamaha, again, bike, not keytar. Were they sponsored by Yamaha? Like, I mean, it's a lot of Yamaha mentions. Think, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> uh, she knows there's trouble ahead. She can't ride Todd's bike, but other girls can. And do. <gasps> bitches. And the sight of those girls riding around with their arms around Todd is making Elizabeth crazy with jealousy. Whoa. Todd tells her not to worry, but Elizabeth's scared of losing him. Will Todd's new bike drive them apart? <gasps> da, da, da. I mean, kind of does. Yeah. 
for a little while. Questions. Um, so we start off, Liz has somehow bagged the Fiat Spider, her That's preferred nice. mode of transport. Did we ever find out what a Fiat Spider is? No, we didn't. <laughs> we actually did find out Ooh, a really? few things. Okay. No, no, just oh, a few things, things in general. Yeah. We found out what a princess phone was. Yeah, they're lovely. Yeah, they're really nice. There's lovely old-timey ads for them and everything. Yeah, sort of like 50s-looking phones. Yeah. They were cool. Um, didn't really find out what... Uh, split level ranch house was yeah not so much and the value seemed to have well confused. the general consensus seems to be lavalier because of yeah. the song from Chicago oh you're right Roxy says something about it's a, a lavalier, lavalier that goes down to all the way down to my waist yeah so <laughs> yeah um, and uh, so that's that's one question answered yeah yeah the uh, the Fiat Spider remains a mystery yeah and maybe it's better off that maybe way. Maybe it is. It's probably better in our heads than in the reality. Yes. Um, but we are told, literally, that Jessica and, Wake, uh, Jessica and Elizabeth are the best-looking students at SBH. Or at least among them. It's like among the best-looking students at SBH. Heaven yeah. forfend oh, that they no. might just be merely good-looking. they no. got to be right up there. They're not your average good-looking twins. Yes. They're spectacular. Oh. Um, <laughs> they're up there in the radiant pantheon of gods yes. whoever's ranking students at Sweet Valley High and you know somebody is with all their admin that they're Bruce doing Batman, probably. yeah oh well <laughs> yes um, so okay the first thing we need to say about this book is that shitloads of stuff just happens out of nowhere oh god yeah like people turn up out of nowhere things happen out of nowhere none of it's ever mentioned again yeah. it's like somebody I think somebody got fired after writing this book <laughs> because they were just like you've got rogue oh, Kate god. William yeah. <laughs> you're out of here yep so they're going to the reopening of the Dairy Burger yes when was it closed I mean I, they were literally there in the last book yes <laughs> I you can't see this obviously listeners but I've literally flung my <laughs> arms out in a sort of supplication going when <laughs> when was it closed she needs answers I really do uh, Jessica calls it a grease pit yeah so rude yeah traitor <laughs> um and uh, they're all going to the reopening of the Dairy Burger and uh, even though Jess thinks it's Grease Pit but Liz is not travelling with Todd no because he's on the bike he's on the bike the Yamaha and she's kind of just making excuses for why she can't go like she hasn't actually told him yet that she's not allowed on no. the bike basically which is like just tell him just tell him like, like, it's be better, than, better yeah. than making excuses yeah um, but this is the first we hear of the mysteriously named Rexy Wakefield yeah and I remember like years ago like when I first read these books I thought Rexy was a girl because it just sounded, yeah. it sounded like a girl's name like an American girl's name Rexy yeah. Rexy like Roxy Roxy yeah it all um, comes in together yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, apparently Rexy was a dude anyway yeah. short <laughs> like, for Rex oh, yeah I guess well, no long for Rex, for Rex. Yeah. <laughs> sorry sorry what am I saying <laughs> um, yeah and we're told okay, so he got a motorbike and sadly was killed and apparently Jessica loved him almost as much as she loved Stephen and yet she's never spoken of, mm. of him before yeah. and never will again <laughs> you know yeah, why are we just hearing about him yes. but also it's like it's so like ridiculously tragic and that yeah. all he wanted was a bike and literally the day after his birthday when he gets the bike he does in a crash a head on collision <laughs> so, oh alas really? for Rexy oh god <laughs> so Jessica actually gives some sensible advice yeah she's actually she's not as terrible in this book for a lot of it you know in that she's just kind of like just tell him like you yeah. can't go on the bike Which just is tell him yeah. perfectly normal yeah and um, and says she she has to tell the truth and Liz yeah. can't for some reason. So she goes off and meets Enid and there's an amazing bit where it's like, Liz wishes people understood how bright and witty Enid was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so do I. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I wish I understood. Please explain. <laughs> Please show. <laughs> and then there's all this stuff. This is more of the craziness that is just like never mentioned before or afterwards. Apparently Edith skipped a grade in school and was younger than everyone and was teased and that's why she's uh, shy. Yeah. What? Where did this come from? <laughs> where, where will it go? Oh Nowhere. God. Uh, and Edith's having a party because um, she's going to turn 16. Mm-hmm. And uh, her mother's making a big fuss of it. Now, I, does that even count as a subplot or not? I initially was thinking it counts as a subplot, but it all sort of comes together. Yeah, no, th- I don't think there really is a subplot in this no. book at all. Like, at least, like, in the last book, it was there, but it was just very it was poorly, <laughs> poorly yes. done. Yeah, this but in this one, one, it's just all part of the all main All A-game, yeah. So, basically, Enid is going to turn 16, and her mother's making this giant fuss about it, which is kind of weird, and... Um, they're coming in the country club and stuff. Yeah, they're like uh, sending out engraved invitations. <laughs> yeah, it's like, like a wedding. Jesus, relax. It's <laughs> like 16th birthday. Yeah. Yeah. But then while they're talking about this, Todd arrives and he's looking sexy. And he's got a, uh, he's wearing a, a motorbike uh, helmet, obviously. But he's also got like a biker jacket. Oh my God. Very rebellious. <laughs> and he's got Liz. This, I, I was actually going to say this, I realised this sounds inexplicably rude. He's got Liz a hot pink helmet. I'll bet he does. Oh God! Oh dear! I got it right here for you. <laughs> <laughs> As she makes her excuses and runs into class. As you would. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, you would. That offering from Todd. Oh God! At lunch, he polishes his bike. Well, yeah. that's not what they're calling it these days. Oh, Jesus. Um, but Liz finally tells him the truth. Yes. And he says, Come here, you little fool. Because he's now like Mr. Rochester yeah. in Jane Eyre. Kiss me, you fool. Yes. Um, so he understands that she's not into it, but he says quite rightly, you know, he's a careful driver and he understands why she's scared, but that, you know, people have car accidents too. Yeah, you get in the car. He's like, it'll be grand. I'm really careful. Yes, um, which is actually, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of true. You know, he is careful. Yeah, I mean, no, uh, he wasn't on the cover because he's just glancing around no. wildly, not wearing a helmet. He's very, very irresponsible. But yeah, apparently he's actually he's all good. Yeah. So they're at the Dairy Burger, and it's reopening, and we find the names of the Dairy Burger owners. That's right, and it's the Darcy brothers. Imagine Darcy. Go on, the lads. We've got. <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> We've got some token mix Fair platey Yeah good it's on you It's not just Kelly's No <laughs> We've got all, all this time all The this Dairy Burger was run by the Darties The good old Darties <laughs> And the, clearly the Irish are feeding and are serving <laughs> their, their wasp overlords in Sweet Valley yeah. Drink and well we'll get on to their trademark dish the new dish yeah. which uh, is quite something but we, we learned that they have got rid of a cool old neon sign which yeah, sounds really cool though. it does and they replaced it with a brown and yellow plastic one it sounds horrible sounds like it kind of sounds like it was just a slightly run down Eddie Rockets or something yeah <laughs> except like with. a real one I imagine it's like the yeah. diner on Twin Peaks or something yeah like, like a proper cool. proper cool American proper diner one. and but now they've replaced it with all the old like banquettes with wooden booths and a games room nope we never hear about that again, by the way. Nope. That never <laughs> appears and again. The impression that we get forever is, is that, that it's, it's still like a an diner. old school diner. Yeah, it's called the Dairy Burger with an I, for God's sake. Oh, and also the neon sign was kind of broken, so so it yeah, just it spells like, out Dr- dry urge. <laughs> oh, I think somebody was putting. They were having a bit of fun. They with knew this, what they were doing for sure. As we, there's more where that came from. 
<laughs> because oh, they were also giving out t-shirts and bumper stickers that say I love the Dairy Burger which I wish I had yeah I would wear that t-shirt I would totally wear that I really seriously I wish we would both happily wear them if anybody wants to start marketing Dairy Burger t-shirts <laughs> give us a cut of the profits hit us up um, so the, uh, Liz goes in and we see that Clara Ka- or Cara is uh, sharing the Dairy Burger's new dish a hot club special. Oh, it's just... Sounds Oh, it's quite a hideous something. combination of words, isn't it? <laughs> and she's sharing it with John Pfeiffer. Boo! Yes. That is my friend of the show, Ashwarya, um, said that when we mentioned, she wrote to us to say that when we mentioned John Pfeiffer's name, why did we not say Boo Hiss after his name? And why indeed we should yeah, have. We should. And that would become clear a few books ahead. Yeah, quite a few books. <laughs> yeah, actually, it's yeah. been away yet. But we but know. Still, boo. We know. Boo. boo. Um, so Cara's there uh, chowing down on a hot clam special <laughs> <laughs> and then Jess turns up with Danny Stouffer also who the, who? who the fuck is Danny Stouffer <laughs> <laughs> where, where did he come from where will he go he's never seen oh, again either he's got a red transam you know oh he does <laughs> but he crashes it into Crunch McAllister <laughs> who is a sweet body eyed dropout who oh, now God. spends his time drinking at the Shady Lady? Oh, yeah. It's across the road from the Dairy Burger, apparently. It's like, well, okay. it's, yeah, maybe that's where um, where Liz has been hanging out instead of Kelly's because she is, as Ooh. we know, Roadhouse Rhoda. That's right. As Bruce found herself a new roadhouse. <laughs> I love that uh, Crunch's uh, mode of transport is a big purple van. That's like, <laughs> what random. are you doing? It's a mystery machine. I just, <laughs> just got some friends in the back. I'll think oh, solve some mysteries. Yep. Um, so Crunch attacks Danny because... Is Crunch already drunk here? I don't think he is. But, he but has, they just, they kind of say he's a dropout. So you know, a, like, basically And he does drink. He does. He drinks with the shady lady. Oh yeah, because I think, yeah, it's like Danny realises he's not drunk. So he's kind of relieved. But it's like, how bad would he be oh, if he was drunk? Oh, that's true. Yeah. So, and yeah, it's a bit of setup. For and poor Danny. Mm, yeah. Um, Danny is worried because he, he thinks that if, you know, if he gets his, his arse kicked by yeah. Crunch, uh, he will have lost Jessica for good because Jessica went for winners. Ooh. How horrible Jessica is. I know. It's like somebody gets beaten up yeah, by and she's like, okay, psycho. See yeah. I go for winners. Out of here. Um, but then Todd arrives with the bike. And also, here's another newcomer, Mandy Farmer. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, Liz is jealous, but says she should be jealous because Mandy's my friend. Is she though? Who the fuck is Mandy? She's literally. Apparently they're doing a project together in school, isn't that it? Yes. But it's like, yeah. But sure, why has she never sure. been mentioned? We're yeah. we're like, this is the sixth book. Yeah. There's been time to introduce Mandy. That's true. Like, where you could at least have thrown in Caroline Pierce or someone that we've heard of before. Yes. <laughs> like, there's plenty of, of other Mandy. randomers. <laughs> uh, and then John, Dar- oh, he he breaks up the fight um, by sort of by accident. He just kind of turns up and Crunch is like, "Ooh, a bike," and kind of yeah. forgets about Danny. Very and goes over distracted. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, poor Crunch. Um, so John Doherty, he's even got a first name. Oh, Mr. Kelly didn't. No, he didn't. Uh, Yay, John. Yeah, he yeah he's like, oh, thanks for breaking up this fight. You and your lady could have a hot clam special. <laughs> <laughs> and he thinks Mandy is his girlfriend, and Todd oh. is like, oh no, this is my lady. And then Liz is like, oh no, I've got to eat another hot clam special. You don't, like, have, you don't to. have to eat it. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, just ask for a milkshake instead. Yeah, they're not going like, to put a gun to your head. And <laughs> yeah. It's not Kelly's. Yeah. Um, or the shady lady. Yeah. <laughs> 
so Liz is a bit perturbed by all by Todd and Mandy's arrival. But she's not happy about the sight of Mandy there with her arms around Todd. Mm. Mm. I wonder what she wear- she was wearing the pink helmet, wasn't she? She was. It was Liz's helmet. Ah. Yeah. Um, and Jess kind of uh, stokes her fears, sort of Iago style. As um, usual. <laughs> and is like, beware of Mandy. <laughs> and then goes on about the bike and how bikes are evil. Yeah. And because Liz has told Todd the truth, Todd has agreed that he will go to Ned and Alice and ask their permission. And they say, uh, thanks for telling us, Todd. But no. Yeah. We, our children are not it's allowed not to go happening. on bikes. Which is fair enough. And Liz is actually, this is actually quite realistic. She's kind of relieved. Because yeah. now she doesn't, She didn't have to deal with, like yeah. it's out of her hands kind of. Yeah, which is quite human. Yeah. Todd is, um, is motorbike mad. The next day he comes up when she and Liz and Enid are waiting for the bus. And then like Enid has her invitations to her party and she basically has to pretend to sort of go through them while Todd and Liz wrap themselves around each other. Oh. Poor Edith. They're so they're no manners. So rude. Yeah. Um, so Todd is like, uh, oh yeah, we'll come to the party, but it's my granddad's birthday that day. <laughs> like, why is this even, like, it's kind of irrelevant. Anyway, it <laughs> yeah. doesn't even have any effect on the story. But he's going to try and make both and he offers Edith a ride and she takes it, goes off the motorbike <laughs> and she misses Liz. <laughs> Fair play to her. Yeah. Um, but she misses the bus and sad Liz Aww. has to ride in alone. Aww. I think basically Todd is just giving girls rides around. I know. Giving girls rides. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> right, left and centre. That's what mm. my notes say. And uh, as if that wasn't bad enough, Liz spots him and Mandy. Mandy. Um, snuggled up in the library working on a school project. And when I was reading this, this was the point because I don't think I've read this one since like probably about 1992. <laughs> so it was when I had the urge to reread. Um, and I actually found myself thinking when I was rereading it for this very podcast like does Mandy die is that why she's never heard of again <laughs> something tragic happened to her but yeah. no one cares because something else more important happened yeah um, I also love that, that their school project is about saving the whales which is just such an 80s 90s yeah, kind of charity like thing whales, it? the ultimate <laughs> issue for kids as well yeah. like we're slightly obsessed with whales um, so Liz is trying to write but she can't concentrate and then Mr. Collins sort of comes up and puts a hand on his shoulder. It's like Mm -mm. boundaries. No, no. (laughs) No touching. Stop that. (laughs) And he actually gives her some quite sensible advice. Oh, yeah, for once. Yeah. In fact, the thing is about Mr. Collins, (laughs) apart from his too close relationship with the students, his advice is actually quite good. It is generally quite sensible, I suppose. It's quite normal. And then while he's giving it to her, it's just sort of like talk to him. (laughs) Sorry, there's just so much innuendo in this episode. While he is indeed giving it to her. Um, (laughs) Liz starts thinking about his ex-wife and their custody battles. Yeah, she's like, oh, I knew all about the divorce. Like, what? What? Why are you you thinking about this? Like, he's talking to you about telling your boyfriend the truth that you feel uncomfortable with him spending so much time with other girls. Just be honest with him. Um, So then, something... This is kind of a one-off from Guy Chesney of Droids fame because normally he seems to be fine, but he does something quite sleazy. Yeah, what's yeah? Where are they going? Or what's? Oh, they're just going to the Dairy Burger again. I yeah, think, they? but because Todd is now going on his bike yeah. and Liz doesn't have full-time access to the spider, uh, <laughs> she has nobody to give her a lift. Where's yeah. Edith? Yeah, what the hell? Anyway, um, she has no lift, and Guy offers to give her a lift. And then he gets all he just gross. randomly gets all creepy with her. Like, like you've really never creepy. you were never like this before. What's but happening? They were quite friendly with him, and, and he's yeah. never like this again. No, like he's just generally kind of a decent enough guy, dude in a band. Like, yeah. you know, he's in the droids. And what is also really 
dodge. Oh, well, first of all, we should say what he does. So basically, he's like, why aren't you riding with Todd? And she's like, oh, he's on his bike. And then he starts like resting his arm on her shoulder. Yeah. And he says, a closed car could be a lot more fun than a motorcycle. Mm -mm. No. No, no. Liz is way more polite than... But she needs to be. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. she should just tell him to fuck off yeah. and she, he's being yeah. really inappropriate. And oh, stop stop the car, I'll just get the bus. It's yes. fine. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the thing is that this isn't presented as, oh my God, guy is creepy. No. It's just like, well, can't blame a guy for trying. Yeah, it's just like, we're just friends. Okay, bye. Like, what? <laughs> he, they, we, I know we've said it before, but they really need some like uh-huh. sex and relationship lessons Big in <laughs> terrible school. Yeah. Um, so Todd sees Guy mm. uh, perving on Liz as she leaves and he says he's jealous and Liz is like ha 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 it is I who is jealous. <laughs> yeah he just he didn't like seeing her get out of some other guy's car and she's like I don't like seeing girls on your bike. And then they laugh. <laughs> so it's like aren't we hilarious. Yes and uh, Todd vows he will give no more lifts and besides Mandy is tucked into a booth with Winston because they both love whales. What? <laughs> So fucking random. <laughs> this is what I kind of love this one. Because yeah, they're, it just, is, they're just like firing words at us. Just it's random like, people turn up. It's like they're just pulling names out of hat. And yeah. like, this happened. Danny Stout. Well, what's that name in this book of my shop? Stouffer, that'll do. Um, Wales, yeah, whatever. Um, oh, and meanwhile, uh, Jess wants to go to the party with uh, oh Enid's cousin with Enid's cousin Brian, Brian. she apparently has a sexy cousin yeah I've never heard Brian. of Brian yeah. <laughs> in UCLA yeah and uh, Jess or Enid very realistically still hates Jess because yeah. of secrets four books earlier yeah it wasn't that long ago no but I mean it's quite a long time in Sweet Valley because they do tend to have goldfish memories well that's true <laughs> yeah so but it's like actually... Jessica's also pretty consistently horrible to Enid so it's like yes why would she do her a favour I know well Jessica is crazy and yeah. um, so Liz agrees to ask Enid to set her up with um and uh, initially Jess is Edith is like uh, no yeah. she never even said sorry to me for everything yeah. she did and also she's supposedly going around with Danny Stouffer um, yeah why is she looking to, yeah like why she's very I'm reasonable I'm going to send him up with my cousin <laughs> no. if she's if she's going out with this Someone guy did, yeah. so I, I did actually say in my notes maybe Edith is cool after all <gasps> All this time. Maybe she is. She actually is. <laughs> but uh, anyway, she eventually, she talks to George and George's like, it's not helping you to hold on to resentment. So she's like, oh, well, I'll ask Whatever, him. George. I know. Like, no one knows how to hold a grudge properly in this I, book. I know. Like, they should be able to. Do not set her up with your cousin. Yeah, she's terrible. You don't owe her anything. Also, once she agrees to set them up, it's sort of assumed that's a dumb deal. Like, it's like, okay, well, I'll ask him. And Liz is like, to, to, to when Liz tells Jess this, both Jess and Liz are like, well, I'm you're going to the it's, party with them. That's happening now. Like, he's in college. Maybe he doesn't want to go to yeah. his cousin's party with her girl she hates. Yeah. She's she cancels with Danny because she was still stringing him <laughs> along. Danny. Yeah, Who's Danny. Never, never heard from again. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe just drives that trans ab right out of Sweet Valley into the sunset. Who can blame him? Yeah. Um. So they're going to go to the party, and she's sure it's going to be brilliant, and uh, everything's brilliant, basically. Yeah. So Brian, Jess, and Liz arrive at the party. Todd is coming on his bike from his grandfather's party, and who's at the party? Inappropriately. Oh, look at Mr. Collins. <laughs> like, it's got nothing to do with the school. 
Daddy, yeah. are you there? <laughs> there as a chaperone because Mrs. Um, Rollins. Yeah, I was like, what's even his name again? Yeah, is uh, is off organizing the later part of the party where they're going to go. There's <laughs> another place that we never hear from before or yeah. afterwards. The caravan. Apparently, it's a new rock club. It's like, okay. The thing is, there is actually the beach disco. There it is. hasn't turned up yet, but the no. beach disco exists. But it apparently, does. back in book six, back in the wilds of book six, it's all about the caravan. Yeah. Uh, my notes to say the caravan. What the actual fuck? <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Enid's mother was off organising something about the later half of the party yes. in the caravan. So, so there's, there's Mr. Collins. Is chaperoning them. I actually, I literally wrote down, go home, Roger. <laughs> <laughs> Little sister-sister reference. Just, you know, for those 90s kids out there. Yes. <laughs> oh, if only was that, Roger. Um, with Tia and Tamara by his side. Uh, so, oh, twins. Oh, my God. <laughs> How did all less these references work out? No, less annoying <laughs> twins. If only this was about Tia tomorrow. Um, so yeah, Mr. Collins is chaperoning because Enid's mother has no friends or relatives or anyone she could ask to supervise her daughter's party apart so from her just, English teacher. inappropriately hanging around a student's it's party. the weekend. Oh, oh. my God. Um, so uh, Liz, Liz thanks him for his good advice. And actually, this is the thing. He's... He's inappropriate in that he's always talking to them outside of hours and yeah. like coming up to them and putting his hand on their shoulder. But actually, when he gives advice, it's quite sensible. It's solid enough, yeah. That's so true. It's, it's quite confusing. But uh, yeah, this whole party's going on, but there's no sign of Todd yet, is there? Mm. He's still still not showing up. Is he at his grandmother's or father's party? Mm. He is, but that's not actually why he's late when he turns up. Because when he turns up, that's it's right. because he's been off doing a deal. That's right. And who's he been doing a deal with? None other than old... Crunch McAllister. <laughs> thing is, I think Crunch McAllister turns up in a much later book, and he's really? in school. Yeah, I think oh. he's kind of like a a re- big lunkhead character. Yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'm pretty sure he he actually does, but in completely different. Like they've forgotten his backstory. Okay, <laughs> just no context anymore. Which makes sense because this book is it's all over the place. It isn't is it? very much all over the place. So, oh yeah, Todd arrives, and he he. You know, he has sold the bike to Crunch, but initially he's like, I made a decision. And Liz is like, oh, you've chosen the bike over me. Why yeah. would you think this? She thinks he's going to break up with her. And he kind of draws it out and is like, yeah. come on, people. <laughs> I know. Um, and Liz is really happy to hear this. So they were. she was meant to be getting a lift down to Caravan. the caravan <laughs> with, um, uh, with Edith's mother. Yeah, well, it was because be Jessica. Jessica, she's gone off with Brian. Yeah. Who is up to- for it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because Jessica was supposed to come back with Brian to give her a lift. And yeah. it's like, that's just not It's a very happen. complicated party situation. It's quite convoluted. Yeah. yeah. But pretty much everyone's gone at this stage. So yeah, they're only all way. Surfeited with canapes, which they've been feasting on earlier on. It's very fancy, fancy feast. Yeah, there's lots of like uh, blue and yellow carnations and stuff all over the place. It's like, it's not a blue and yellow. You know. <laughs> it's a weird colour combo. I know. And, it, and it, it is kind of like a wedding. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so everybody's gone. She was just waiting for Todd, really. Yeah. And so, because it's just, oh, it's one last time. How, what can you know? What what could possibly go wrong? Oh wow! <laughs> she agrees to get on the bike. Well, it's she actually convinces Todd, doesn't she? Because yeah, she's Todd like, is quite sensible. Yeah, she's like, let's go on the bike. It's my last chance. And he's like, and, and no. He's like, no, I promised your parents. It's not happening. And she's but like, she kind of wears him down. And then she's she? all sort of coy, which is very irritating. Yeah. She's like, yeah. where do I put my arms? It's mm. like, how do you not know where you put your like? Around? So where Mandy Farmer put her arms? Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> don't know if you want to dwell too long on that. Um. So she loves, she she actually loves us. They're zooming along. She conquers her fears. Nothing could stop them now. 
nothing. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> dot, dot, dot. So ominous. <laughs> oh, foreshadowing. And meanwhile, Jess has not gone to the caravan. No. She's gone to <laughs> Miller's Point. That's right. She's busy dry humping Brian. Yep, in a car. <laughs> so, well, as Guy, sleazy guy said, it's easier to do it in a car. Than a bike. <laughs> he was not so, wrong about that. No. So, uh, but then she realizes mid activity that she's forgotten all about Liz. Oh, no. And Brian is like, oh, she'd have caught another ride. And Liz is, Jessica is tempted to stay because his time in UCLA had certainly taught him a thing or two about pleasing girls. Totally <laughs> <laughs> missed that when I was reading no. it. They really have a very lofty opinion of the adulthood of oh college boys. Yeah, like they're... <laughs> Like it's not so. Like they're Don Draper. Actually, was Don Draper actually good at pleasing girl for no? I mean, hmm. um, but yeah, uh, there was not in the long run. No, um, but they're sort of men of the world. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's just a shorthand for experienced man. Is like college. It's yeah, like, that's not really. The They've case. learned all these amazing techniques. <laughs> oh God, mm. can only imagine. No. Um, but anyway, even his magic hands got <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's not just his hands. Um, oh God, I just thought of something terrible. I'm not saying. Okay. It involves a helmet. Let's move up. <laughs> My mind is in the gutter. Wow. This has to stop. Uh, tw- Jessica basically has twin magic premonition. And yes. she knows something's wrong. She knows something's not not right. So they drive back. Because actually Brian is brown sound. He's he actually is. pretty, you know, he's a bit too old for her. But he's like, <laughs> he's, he's, you know, he's good with his hands. And... <laughs> And he's like, okay, you're worried about your sister. Yeah, cool. So yeah, they decide to go to the caravan, don't they? To check that she's there, that she got there all right. But on the way, Uh they see a crash. Yeah, There's been an accident. The paramedics are there. And uh, Jess gets in the way of the paramedics, of course. Yeah. Um, And we find out that drunken crunch. (gasps) He celebrated his deal with Todd by drinking loads of beers. And going for a spin or something. Yeah, it is is mystery machine. (laughs) It is mystery machine. And Jess sort of attacks him. But then she goes off with Liz in the ambulance yeah because I think at first she thinks it was just Todd because she sees the bike all smashed up and she's like oh no Todd and then he's fine and she's like oh my god I was so worried about you and then it's like oh shit Liz is on yeah. the ground in pieces <laughs> you know, her head like twisted yeah. Yeah. terrible angle and she's unconscious and we cut to the Wakefield in the ER and Liz is in a coma yeah it's quite serious but then you're distracted by another character we've never seen before Todd turns up with his dad Bert Okay, hi Bert. Where did where did <laughs> Bert Wilkins where did come, you from? come from? Yeah, yeah, because everyone's mad at Todd because they're like, "This is your fault." Yes, you and your stupid bike. And um, poor Todd is upset and he goes off to the cafeteria. And then who should turn up? <laughs> who else? <laughs> Mister Boundaries. What boundaries? Roger Collins. All right. He turns up with Enid and all the gag. And after Enid and Elizabeth's actual friends leave, Mister Collins stays and says to. <laughs> Ned and Alice your daughter's a very special person to me I'd like to stay mm. and they're not like no what do you mean by special go away <laughs> I'm going, making some sort of formal please complaint. maintain a distance of like, 100 yards from my daughter <laughs> like I don't want to be little you know the abuse by teachers but it has to be said the thing with Roger Collins is that he's presented as being so jolly and it's yeah. like and he's such a great teacher yeah. but he really is dodge he is and actually what he says is usually not dodge but just his very interfering attitude is dodge his actions are weird because it's like he meets Todd uh, who's clearly all upset as well and Mr. Collins is like 
You look like you need a friend, Mr. Collins said. When Todd didn't respond, he grabbed the boy around his waist. Woo! Come on along with me, Mr. Collins said, leading him down the hall to the coffee machine. Like, what are you doing? The boundaries! Boundaries, Mr. Collins! Oh, God. He needs some workshops, too. He does. They all need. Jesus. The whole school needs some lessons in boundaries and consent and... Yeah, less dances, more actual education. <laughs> Actually, what's that dance in this book? No. Does Enid's party count as a dance? Oh, with the caravan. Oh, yeah. Okay, there was dancing at least. Dancing. There wasn't an actual Sweet Valley uh, formal occasion. Yeah. But actually, his act, his advice when he has sort of manhandled Todd down a corridor <laughs> is quite good. It's so weird. It's quite good. It is, in fairness. Yeah. It's sort of sensible and grown up. Yeah. Oh, Mr. Collins, you're a walking contradiction. <laughs> and then Stephen turns up looking for them. Why? Why is he looking for Todd and Mr. Collins? Yeah. To say that Liz has taken a turn for the worse and she might die. Oh, no. But that's like just a cliffhanger at the end of a chapter and we turn the next page and she isn't dead. (laughs) (laughs) Like, oh, about that. (laughs) Yeah. It's the next morning and everyone's blaming each other and Jessica blames herself. As well she might. Yeah. Good to see her blame herself for something. (laughs) She's a mess and even her satin jumpsuit is wrinkled. Oh, no. Aww. We'll have more in that jumpsuit later. It's oh, pretty great. I <laughs> hope we do. Um, but she's feeling really guilty. And then uh, Todd reveals that he was selling his bike and Liz insisted on getting a ride. Which kind of sounds like he's, you know, I know it's true, but it's mm. kind of a, you know. It sounds like a cop out or something. Yeah. And yeah. then Mr. Wakefield forgives him. Todd says, this is so rude. Thanks, Mr. Wakefield. Unfortunately, your forgiveness isn't going to make a difference to Liz. <laughs> Your apology means nothing to me. <laughs> Shut up, Todd. Yeah, Jesus. Todd, like, have some manners. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, none of them have any manners. So ungrateful. <laughs> um, so uh, Jess still feels guilty, and she vows that when Liz makes up, she'll change her ways. Yeah. And make up for all her nonsense, if only. That'll definitely happen. <laughs> well, I mean, nobody could predict apart from us because we've read it but nobody could predict <laughs> what does happen when Liz wakes up which is very entertaining it is it's true um, I'm looking forward to discussing next one's going to be good <laughs> uh, oh yeah uh, and it's got a good cover too mm. anyway uh, back to this um, Todd and Jessica sit by Liz's bedside she's still in a coma and Mr. Collins has told Todd some story about that, like he had a friend who took an overdose when they were kids and they formed some sort of mystical circle yeah they kind of like they all hold hands and around him just like around Liz yeah, and just like think about saying, how, they just keep saying, "Wake up, Liz." <laughs> like, yeah, that'll do it. <laughs> but they think about how beautiful she is. Oh God! Oh, well, that's everyone's priority. Yeah. Oh, she's well. in a coma, but she's so hot. Yes. <laughs> At least they didn't get the face. <laughs> Not the face. <laughs> um, and sadly, this mystical circle of of worshipping how hot Liz is <laughs> doesn't wake her up no she just remains unresponsive her eyes close to the world around her <gasps> and what is the oh, can you read us the tagline for next or a little teaser for next next episode or book they're kind of like episodes as well yeah. aren't they because <laughs> it's yeah. so soapy our next episode their next book yeah uh, will Elizabeth live or die <gasps> find out in Sweet Valley High number 7 dear sister coming next month it's not really that much of a cliffhanger because no. you kind of <laughs> like know, we know done, that. Yeah, <laughs> we know this is what's happening it's, they've, they've done six books you don't think they're just going to do seven yeah that's a weird number to end on <laughs> yes <laughs> for the tale of the Wakefield twins killing one of them off yeah coming back to it now when you know there's like over 200 titles yeah. in the series like I think she's going to be okay you guys yes. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think we need worry too much <laughs> yeah. and actually this book I read it in uh, in Strange Circumstances because I believe I said in one of our early episodes possibly our first episode 
that I had once gone to the Boston Public Library and lied to say that I was doing a thesis on Sweet Valley to excuse myself for getting uh, lots of Sweet Valley books at the age of like 22. Fantastic. Um, but this time, because I could not find my own copies of uh, Power Play and Dangerous Love, we have recorded all three episodes um, in one evening. And I went to a university that has a copyright library, which means it automatically is entitled to a copy of every book published in Britain and Ireland. So they do have a complete collection in Man, Trinity in. College Dublin, <laughs> just so you know. You could get a, they have every Sweet Valley book and you can take them home if you're oh. a graduate. You get a graduate reader's ticket, which means you can use the library like forever. But you can't take, uh, you can't take these books, these stacks books home. So I had to go and call these books up. <laughs> And of course, the first time I did it, there was some problem with the system. Oh, so no. I had to have a big conversation with the librarian. Oh, and she was like, what are the names of the books? And oh. I was like, All Night Long, <laughs> Power Play, Dangerous Love. Written by Kate William. Kate, Will- <laughs> Kate William. It says Francine Pascal. No, it was Kate William. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, of course, when they actually turned up, the first uh, librarian, the first day I went in, was just like... Oh, Sweet Valley High. <laughs> and this time, I hope you'll all be proud of me, listeners. Did I lie and say that I was uh, doing a thesis? Which, you know, was in a university, but actually made sense. <laughs> um, no, I told the truth. Yay. I said, I'm doing a Sweet Valley podcast. You owned it. But then today I called up Dangerous Love and it was a librarian who'd actually been there when I was in college. And he's just <laughs> kind of looking at me as a, like, vaguely remembering me. And just said, this is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> And I said, it's for work. Little does he know, it is a heavy book. Oh, what happens? That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, I have, now I've done it. I'm fearless. If there's any more gaps in my Sweet Valley knowledge, You've I'm going to go this. in there yeah. and sit there in a library surrounded by people like <laughs> doing actual academic work. <laughs> I'm sure that's what my old lecturers really hoped I would use it, my it graduate was, it was reader's all leading for. up to this. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, German department in Trinity. I hope I've done you proud. Oh, so, uh, yeah, so we um, there was a lot to take in in a library. It was a quite a breathless ride. Oh. Rather like Elizabeth's and Todd's. <laughs> quite, yes. So does it have any, did this breathless ride uh, produce some good stats? Uh, no. <laughs> what have we got? There are but two mentions of the Wakefield blue green eyes. What? It's like I basically forgot that they had blue green eyes. That is the worst. It's so bad. Um, the blondness was mentioned four times. Okay, which is I just think kind of mediocre. That's sort of average, I think. Yeah, though. but two is very low. Two is quite low. For the blue green eyes. Yeah, mm. it's not enough. Not not nearly enough. No. And our outfits. We pretty much have the one outfit, and it's Jessica's jumpsuit. But what a jumpsuit! <laughs> is there a detailed description There's or is it left no, to our imagination no, no we've got some details okay. so after much searching her twin had finally found an outfit that did her justice <gasps> a black and white satin jumpsuit held oh. in place by two tiny spaghetti straps with her hair piled atop her head and long black and white earrings dangling from her lobes <laughs> Jessica looked stunning <laughs> I'll say she did I kind of love it <laughs> yeah that is amazing black and white jumpsuit I imagine it's sort of like a harlequin check oh it has to be yeah she's just like Actually, she's like checkered. Harley Quinn. Oh, <laughs> just like Harley wow, Quinn cosplay she, in a jumpsuit. Well, well, she is a psycho. So, yeah. but the long black and white earrings, just oh, perfect. That is kind of amazing. So eighties. Um, 
Wow, so that's I think that makes up for quite a lot. It's a pity it's you know there is we usually get more. Yeah, there's usually at least two, but that's pretty much it. I think we're just too preoccupied with uh, mm. what with the dairy burgers makeover. Well, yeah, counts, actually, I think right? that counts. That counts as an outfit. The dairy burgers makeover. Yeah, never mentioned again. Yeah, actually, we could do statistics on everything that's never mentioned again. Yeah. I mean, like three quarters of the we book. would actually be here all evening. And speaking <laughs> speaking of things that aren't mentioned again, in the previous episode, we discussed that at the back of. Um, all night long there were these like little biographical sketches of oh, like yeah. some people at Sweet Valley you might like to get to know better mm-hmm. um, and this time it's Mr. Carl's turn oh my god <laughs> and uh, it's this backstory about his mad ex-wife and how she like kidnapped his son Teddy whoa and then sneaked Teddy back again I don't know it went on for like five pages it was pretty oh boring. that is much too long <laughs> and uh, then it ends with the description of him he's like he's dating Miss Dalton but then we're told this also is something that never goes anywhere. Nothing happens. Jess might break him and Miss Dalton up because she has a crush on what? Mr. Collins. But it's never, lo- it's never a thing that Jessica has a crush on. Like Elizabeth is always thinking yeah. about how handsome he is and like stuff. Like Robert Redford. But um, yeah, uh, and the last line, which is amazing. So it's all about, you know, Jessica might break them up. And then it says, watch out, Mr. Collins. Oh my God. With an exclamation mark. <laughs> which is pretty cool. Oh, so good. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, but actually he doesn't really need to watch out because... Nothing uh, happens there. Yeah. (laughs) In fact, somebody does accuse him of doing something much later on. That's right, yeah. But... um, That's good though. Yeah, it was awesome. So... yeah, there was there was a lot in that. A lot yeah. of non sequiturs. <laughs> Basically, the whole book was just random shit happening to people we'll never hear of again. Yeah. Actually, much. we can go through the people who we don't hear again. Mandy. Mm. Danny Stauffer. Danny Stauffer. <laughs> John Doherty of the Doherty, Dairy Brothers. Yeah, I think that's probably the first and last mention of the Doherty Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Was it somebody trying to like, oh, we can't go, you know, too exotic and of anyone who isn't white because that is what that is exotic in Sweet Valley. Yeah. But we can be a little bit exotic and have an Irish name. Yeah. That's about it. Um, yeah, there's Mandy. There's Crunch. There's Brian, the hunky cousin. Yeah. There's Rexy. He's never mentioned again. Yeah, that's kind of it for all the- those... Well, Rexy, Rexy, the beloved cousin. Rexy, <laughs> Rexy, short for Rex, famously. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so, uh, thank you for listening, everybody. We hope that you are as baffled as we are yeah. by the this. I think this was something as uh, a book written by somebody who was like, "I'm giving it my all. I've got to put my mark on this thing." And they Francine were, was just like, "They were hopped up on bennies. That's what it was." Yes. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It all comes around. And actually, speaking of, speaking of Benny's, yes. we got an email from Sinead Ganley who quite kindly pointed out that Benny's could be referring to Benadryl, which is like for yeah. allergies and stuff in America. Because I assumed it was like... I thought it was Benzedrine. Benzedrine or Benzodiazepine or some kind of like yeah. mad pills or something. Well, I thought it was Benzedrine, which is uh, speed. Basically. Okay, yeah. See, that's, that would have made... Was it a downer? Oh, I'm getting confused with <laughs> like retro drugs that people like used to consume Me in the better, 60s. Better 80s drug knowledge. Yeah. Um, but we we got some, some, more, some more insights. Thank you to, uh, I think it's Natalia Loderick who coined the phrase Pat Mania to describe... It. Worship that's, of Bruce. That's another T-shirt right there, Pat Mania. I know. I mean, oh, I would wear the hell out of that. <laughs> oh, we need to get some merch going. Sure and actually, do. we do have some double love badges. Yay! So you know, maybe in the future we might try giving away a few double love badges. If you would like one, let us know, yeah. and we'll see what we can do because we are spreading the double love love. 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 <laughs> um, double double love love. So. Uh, 
thank you everybody for listening and if you want to make sure you never miss another episode you can subscribe to us on iTunes or uh, Stitcher Stitcher or whatever it is Sound, um, uh, Spotify? Spotify Spotify yeah. we are on Spotify we're now everywhere we're like the droids <laughs> we're taking over the music biz That's right and uh, please follow us on Twitter as well uh, at SVH podcast and you can email us at svhpodcast at gmail.com and we are proud members of the Headstuff Podcast Network who enable us to waffle on about high <laughs> books very kind of them and you can follow them and find loads of brilliant um, shows at HS Pod Network and uh, you can follow Headstuff in general and read loads of great stuff at This Headstuff on one word so we will be back in two weeks with <gasps> A very, I think, another classic. It is a great one, isn't it? And it, book seven. Yeah. yeah, it's got a classic cover. And it's got a classic title. It is Dear, Dear Sister. So, you know, get ready to try and think positive thoughts at Elizabeth. Will yeah. her out of that coma. Think Wake how, up, Liz. Think how beautiful <laughs> she is. Just think of how gorgeous she is. And we will be back in two weeks to see, will she wake up? Spoiler alert, she does wake <laughs> up. But we'll see what happens when she does. Thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs> Bye. This is how it's always been I'm on the outside looking in HPN, the Headstuff Podcast Network. See headstuff.org for more details. Experience the difference at Woodhouse Buick GMC. From the GMC Acadia to the Buick Encore, we're sure to have a vehicle that fits your lifestyle. Our climate-controlled showroom guarantees a comfortable shopping experience every time you visit. Plus, our commitment to our customers continues well beyond the date of purchase. You will leave our lot feeling comfortable and confident in your new vehicle. Start your car buying journey today, in-store or online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade.